Hi guys, I'm back. It's really awkward. You know when you've been away or when you have not been doing something for a while and then you're meant to get back into it, you're like, how do I get back into this thing that I've been away from for so long? So I've been sitting here like, do I just start by being like, hey, do I start with an explanation? I don't know. Well, yes, I am going to give you a bit of an explanation as to why I've been gone for so long. I mean, I ended season one of the podcast at the end of December last year, so 2021. We are now in the end of February when I'm recording this of 2022. It took way longer than I planned for. I was initially going to get back into season two of the podcast in like the end of January-ish. But things did not work out that way. And one of the reasons for why, well, first of all, how are you guys? I miss you. Um, It's been so nice seeing many of you messaging me being like, where's the podcast? I miss it. It's made my heart happy. Not gonna lie. Because I truly, genuinely, really enjoy recording these episodes and knowing that people are actually genuinely enjoying listening to them obviously makes me very happy. So thank you. Um, So I've been thinking a lot about this whole podcast thing. So if we zoom out a little bit and look at the Lana Blakely online presence. So what I'm doing mainly is obviously YouTube and then I have the podcast, there's some Instagramming going on and the newsletter. I guess those are like the big things that I'm doing. Well, YouTube being the big thing, the rest kind of just being there. Um, The only thing that I'm getting money doing is YouTube. And so for those of you who don't do YouTube, who aren't very invested in how YouTubers make money, there are mainly two ways that YouTubers make money. The first one is AdSense, and that's basically what Google pays you for your views. So I think per thousand views, YouTubers make, depending on the content that they make, but like between two to five dollars. This can really vary depending on the topic of your videos. So if we look at my statistics, I'm actually going to share with you, for example, what Google pays me for a video that gets a hundred thousand views. Just like give you an idea of what I'm making from that and only that. Okay, so here's a video that's gotten 101,000 views. And from this video alone, I made, or the revenue was $270.29. So like, it's not a whole lot of money. It's absolutely definitely not enough to make a living. Um, even if we were to multiply that by four, because I release one video a week-ish on average, kind of less, but like, yeah, um, one a week. Let's say I post one a week. Let's say on average, those videos would hit 100,000 views. That would mean that for four videos a month, I would be making $1,080 that month. And this is not what I'm like, what I'm getting in my pocket. This is the revenue. So take out the taxes and fees and whatnot. It doesn't leave a whole lot. And like I said, not nearly enough to make a living. 
where I live. Absolutely not. And so the point is that, okay, that's what I make on YouTube. And then there are sponsorships, which is the second main way that YouTubers make money. And that is where you like actually make the money. The reason I'm able to do what I'm doing and provide you guys with this content and do what I love is because of sponsors. Like if there were no sponsors, I would not be able to do this. I would maybe be able to put out a video once in a while. I would have to have another full-time job, obviously, to provide for myself. And that's what I was doing in the beginning. I had a full-time job until YouTube started to pay off. Anyway, I'm getting off track. The point here is that I, everything that I do is for free. You know, this podcast is free. Watching YouTube is free for you guys, although I'm getting paid. Um, my newsletters have always been free. You know, everything. Like, I've never charged anyone with anything. Oh, actually, that's not true. I have had, or I do have a Patreon page where I had the book club, where for a while, um, I think it was like for $1 a month, you could join the book club and some other features and stuff. But I haven't been doing Patreon for a pretty long time now. So that's the only time that I've offered like, hey, if you want to pay this amount of money a month, uh, you can take part of this thing. Other than that, nothing. So everything lies in one basket and that is YouTube and sponsors in particular. And so I've been thinking a lot about this where I've been like, most YouTubers that I've talked to and that I know have some sort of a product. You know, they have merch, they have classes, courses, they have other products and stuff, you know, both uh, physical products and non-physical products and uh, they do collaborations with, you know, like clothing companies or jewelry companies or whatnot. Those are like very common where then they get a cut of all the sales. So there are obviously a lot of ways that you can monetize an audience. And so far I have not done any of those things. I've had the opportunity to, but I've been hesitant because for some reason I've had this kind of unhealthy mindset with money. So when I just started this channel, by the way, I'm going to get to the point of why I haven't been uploading. So just bear with me. Um, so when I started making YouTube videos, once you get to a certain point, I think it's like 5,000 watch hours or something, you can start monetizing your videos. I did not start monetizing my videos for a pretty damn long time. So for a long time, all my videos were completely ad-free. So I was making zero dollars because I felt like, like I wanted the things that I created to be only because I was genuinely passionate about it. I did not want it to turn into this thing where I'm doing it for money or that people think that I'm doing it for money. So I let my videos be ad-free for a very long time. And looking back, that's absolutely stupid. Look, here's my perspective on this now, like in hindsight. You have the right to make money for anything that you create, anything that you put out in the world. And I think especially in arts, like when you're an artist, it's very almost shameful and scary to charge people for anything or to make money because you don't really feel like you're doing anything of value. And that's absolutely not true. I know I can be confident and say that I know that I'm providing value, period. But yet I was being, you know, hesitant to doing that until finally I was like, okay, well, if, if I want to do this, I always have to start making money because no one can work for free. 
So, long story short, I do feel like there is still this like stigma towards or when it comes to YouTubers um, having products and making money. Like people still kind of don't really see them as valid. They're like, you're just making videos, like F off. Why are you selling us classes and courses? Even though everything is obviously voluntary, like no one is ever hopefully forcing anyone to buy anything from anyone, right? Like if I were to create a product and someone did not enjoy it, they can just not buy it. Like easy as that. It's very uncomplicated. But yet a lot of people still seem to have a problem with YouTubers um, selling stuff. Maybe because there's been instances where YouTubers are selling stuff that are of very poor quality, where it's very obvious that it's just like a money money grab. Is that what you say? Like a situation where you just want to make money and you cannot care less about what you're actually selling. Obviously, in those cases, I absolutely understand the frustration, but there are a lot of cool and good products that creators make. And still, there is sort of this stigma in my experience. But so, I've had to take a step back now because it's kind of scary and it doesn't feel very wise having only one source of income when that source of income is entirely dependent on you. Like when I had a full-time job working in an office, I had no problem having that as my only source of income because it was stable. And this was like pre-pandemic, so there was like no worry of like losing my job or things going downhill. Now the world is kind of upside down, so like everyone is worried all the time. But at that time, like pre-COVID world, such worry did not exist in my mind. So I had no problem having one source of income because I was hired and like I went to the office, I did what I was supposed to do, I went home, I forgot about work. When you are self-employed, when you are doing your own thing, that's not the case at all. Like everything is dependent on you and what you are doing and what work you're putting in and whatnot. And so having one source only is very risque and not very, not very wise in that sense. And so I've taken this time to think about why, to, to rethink, to reconsider my relationship with money and the value that I provide and just the whole idea that I obviously want to continue doing what I love, but I am putting in so many hours gladly, willingly, because again, I truly love what I'm doing, but I also have to make it sustainable. And so I don't know why I've had trouble setting like a policy where it's like everything that I create has to have some sort of a monetary gain for it to be sustainable for me. Like, why is that hard to say? Why is that hard to admit? Because people are going to see you, perceive you as greedy and whatnot. And you know what? I welcome that. It's fine. If someone's listening to this being like, oh, so you're saying you want to make money for the time that you put in doing something? Yes. My answer is yes. And if that's going to make you perceive me as greedy, go ahead. Um, everyone is more than welcome and allowed to have whatever thoughts that they want to have. That's fine. I'm just being transparent. And so I've been thinking about, okay, can I, and I actually was very open about this on Instagram a while ago. I was like, 
I want to continue doing the podcast. It's taking up quite a bit of time. Um, how can I change that uh, to where it's actually providing me with something? And so I thought about maybe putting the podcast on Patreon. I have now reconsidered that. I'm not going to do that because I don't want the access to the podcast to be limited. You know, I want everyone to be able to listen and not have to pay for it. Um, and then I've been thinking about my newsletter, like, okay, I have my newsletter on Substack and a lot of people on Substack have like a monthly subscription where people can pay like, I don't know, like $5 and receive all the newsletters. I've been thinking like, should I do that? Hmm. I don't know. That's also another thing where it's like, I want everyone to be able to read the newsletter. So I'm still conflicted. I'm still like, like when you, okay, here is where this like really becomes a problem as a creative. So a lot of people say, don't turn your hobby into a job. Like that's just going to suck the passion, suck the motivation, suck all the fun and joy out of it. And before I started YouTube, like I've always been a writer, like I've always been writing. I've always, for as long as I can remember, loved cameras. I've loved editing, like everything that YouTube is now are things that I was doing before YouTube because I thought they were fun. Like I never in a million years thought that these things that I enjoy are things that I can like make a living doing one day. Never, ever. When I picked up my camera for the first time, when I started writing short stories, that was not in my mind whatsoever. It was purely something that I enjoyed. And so I think one of the reasons people say that like don't turn your hobbies into or your passions into a job is because suddenly there is pressure there are two pressures there is pressure to perform and there is pressure to make money and I've absolutely experienced both of those things so when you turn it into a job it's no longer just Oh, what do I love creating? What do I think is fun? Like what fuels me? It's also things like, what do people want to see? What is the algorithm going to appreciate right now? What is trending? What title can I use that people are more likely to click on? What thumbnail can I use that people are more more likely to um, click on? Obviously those things are not enjoyable. Like I don't enjoy putting out a video with a title that I feel kind of relates to the video, but like not really. Like I would really want to have something much more straightforward, but I'm like, that's probably not going to perform as well. So I kind of have to tweak the title to make more people watch the video. The same goes with thumbnails. Like if thumbnails did not matter, I would just take a screenshot from the video and not care. But you can't really do that unless you're, you already have like 10 million subscribers that are super loyal to you and they will watch you anyway. But so those are some examples of things that I think can kind of suck the joy out of creating, where you no longer feel entirely free. You have to take these other factors into consideration. And now some people may be listening to this thinking, well, just fuck that. Like, just do whatever you want and people are going to watch. Like, the right people are going to watch your videos and enjoy them anyway. And maybe that's true. I can't say that I've felt the courage yet to, well, that's not entirely true. I think for every video that any creator creates, there is always going to be an element of, is this going to perform well? 
Um, so that's one thing. The second thing is the whole money situation. Oh, that's Fred. He's sleeping and snoring. Um, yeah, it's like, okay, this needs to perform well, because if it doesn't, people are not going to click on it. I'm not going to make money, right? So that's also another factor that I believe plays into this whole thing of kind of killing your creativity. And this is the worst case scenario for any creative, not just a YouTuber. If you're like a painter, you're a singer, whatever your art form is, when you put it out there, people see it and you decide to do it full time, there is suddenly this pressure that was non-existent before. And that is also another reason for why I think that many YouTubers very wisely choose to have products on the side that are not entirely reliant on YouTube. Sure, YouTube is still like the octopus of it all, but when you kind of take the pressure off your videos performing well because you have other products surrounding your channel, I think you regain some of that creative freedom and some of that courage to create what you actually want to create. And I think that's brilliant. And that's why I've been thinking about this. I've been thinking like, if I had something else that was not reliant on like my views to get me, make me an income, I think it would put some pressure off that I've been feeling has been sort of killing off my enthusiasm surrounding YouTube. I don't want to feel that. You know, I don't want to feel like I need to take all these other factors into consideration because a video really has to perform well. I just, like in a perfect world, I would just create what's close to my heart every single time fully and completely. And look, I do do, I do, wait, I do do that. I really do. Everything that I create comes more or less from my journal entries and my journal entries are, it's like the most honest medium of expression that I have in my life. So it's not that what I'm creating isn't honest. I think you're getting what I'm saying. I don't even think I need to explain it. Like you guys get what I'm trying to say here. It's honest, but it also has elements of modification to fit the game. So that's where I've been. I've been thinking about this of what I can monetize, what products I may or may not create and start selling. And I've been thinking like, are my viewers going to support me if I were to create something? You know, is it going to be interesting to them? Is it going to go as well as I imagine and as I hope? I don't know because I've never sold anything so I have zero idea of how much interest there may or may not be other than the fact that I have been getting messages and stuff from people being like, do you have merch? Do you have this? I want to support, which is lovely and makes me so happy. But when it comes down to it, if I were to have these products, what would it look like? I have no clue. So I think it's time to find out. Um, I'll let you guys know more when we get close to that. But I really don't want to lose the spark that I have with creating on YouTube because it truly is one of the most fulfilling things in my life.
So that was a long rant about money, creativity, monetizing your passions. So if you are someone who is like there is there's two two sides of every coin, right? Being able to monetize your passion is an absolute dream. It is a blessing. It is probably like one of the best things that can happen to a person. Truly. Um and it's just in so many people's wildest dreams. So when it becomes the reality, it's you can't really think of many other things in life that bring you fulfillment. But of course, like I said, there's two sides to every coin. Um the other part of it is that or the other side of it is the risk of you know losing that passion and losing that spark and that fire that you have for this thing. That's why you know a lot of people choose not to. A lot of people are very strict when they say that I just play guitar for fun. I just sing for fun. I just paint for fun. I just do animations for fun. Whatever it might be, I just take photos for fun. I'm not going to start monetizing it because I do not want to ruin this source of happiness for me. And to those people, I completely understand. I absolutely think that's wise. Although, again, monetizing it could also be one of the best things that you do in your life. So, I think that's something for any or each and every person to decide for themselves. Um I absolutely have no regrets you know turning my passions into a job, but I do also absolutely see how it changes things for you and it becomes more complicated, you know, it's no longer just this thing that you turn to to wind down and to get creative. Um it becomes something different. So if you are thinking about doing that for yourself, for your art or for whatever you're doing and creating, um think twice and be careful and yeah, talk to people who have done that and see what their experience has been like. Um I am going to hopefully uh find someone to edit my podcasts because I feel like I have a lot on my plate right now and I think it would make it easier for me. So I'm going to be quote on quote losing money on the podcast since I'll be paying an editor. But hopefully that's only short term, you know, maybe sponsors will come um eventually. And that'll be great. And yeah, I mean I really want to keep this going. I absolutely love doing this. It's like a little rant like a little therapy session for myself uh once a week which luckily so many people can relate to and find joy in. Oh, and I did not film this episode. Uh there is not going to be a video for this episode because I'm just going to wait till I find an editor and figure that situation out. Um and see if we continue doing the videos. Do you guys like the video format? Let me know if you like the video format. Uh that is on YouTube. So the podcast has a YouTube channel as well, the Lana Blakely podcast. All right, I think we are done for this episodes. Must admit, I feel a bit rusty 
doing this again after so long. So I hope it wasn't too ranty. And yeah. All right. I'm going to go walk Fred now. And then I'm going to make myself a tea, maybe a cheese board, and just enjoy the rest of my night. I hope you guys are well. Take care and I'll talk to you soon. Bye.